Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's May 2nd, 2023. Today's Congregation of Prayer continues in the Gospel according to John, the Upper Room Discourse, John chapter 15, picking up where we left off yesterday. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I am pre-recording today. I'll be on my way back from, uh, from the fort, and I will be back sometime this morning yet and uh, then pick up where I left off as far as work goes. So, um, But if you do have questions or comments or you want to interact in the chat live or later in the day, that's fine. Do so, whatever platform you're watching, and I'll do my best uh, to interact with you as well if there is need. Okay, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse, we say it together. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father the son in whom he delights. Proverbs 3, verses 11 through 12. Our psalm for the week, Psalm 147. Praise the Lord. For it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his steadfast love. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay, our catechism for the week is the table of duties to parents and to children. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians 6, verse 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. All right, our first reading today is from Jeremiah chapter 31. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness, Israel, when I went to give him rest. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness I have drawn you. Again I will build you, and you shall be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. You shall again be adorned with your tambourines and shall go forth in the dances of those who rejoice. You shall yet plant vines on the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and eat them as ordinary food. For there shall be a day 
when the watchmen will cry on Mount Ephraim, Arise, and let us go up to Zion, to the Lord our God. For thus says the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give peace, praise, and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country, and gather them from the ends of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, the woman with child, and the one who labors with child together. A great throng shall return there. They shall come with weeping, and with supplications I will lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters, in a straight way in which they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Beautiful. What a great prophecy of the restoration of God's people. Of course, as we've said before, uh, prophecy has levels of meaning, or I, I like the old Latin term multivalent, right? Where it has, uh, like on a window, has valence, valences, right, at the top. Multivalent, meaning multiple levels, like an onion, you know, you can peel back the onion. So here, the prophecy of Jeremiah will be fulfilled in the in the people's return from exile in Babylon, okay? Um, but long term, it's returned when Christians are brought into the church, right? And then, of course, in the longest term, on the last day, when all the the host that is numbered will be gathered together into the heavenly dwellings. All right. Our reading for catechesis today is from John chapter 15, beginning in verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. All right, we've had quite a bit of love here in this text and this continuation of what we heard yesterday, um, verses 1 through 8. If you remember uh, the vine and the branches and abiding in Jesus by his word, right now abiding by his word of command, namely the command to love, right? And we talked about love, the nature of love not being, uh, I think what a lot of people think it is, uh, love is a purely emotional thing or uh, love is sac- um personal sacrifice? No, uh, maybe to some aspect, but uh, love is to serve God according to his command and the neighbor according to the commands, right? So commandments one through three, that's love for God. We we call that faith. And commandments four through 10, honor your father and your mother and the rest is how we, the parameters of love for your neighbor within those boundaries set up by the commands, then we are free to love uh, one another. As a good, well, excuse me, as a branch grafted onto the vine bears good fruit. All right. So how does, or how will the, uh, I'm give it away. How will Jesus love us, as the Father has loved Him? So Jesus will love us. Um, this is great comfort for us because as the Father raised up His Son from the dead, how will He love us? He will also raise us up, right, for the sake of His Son. How does one abide in the Son's love by keeping or we, we, we've talked about this word uh, a lot in the last week, holding fast to, right? Holding fast to his commandments. Right? And Jesus speaks these words. 
he says, why? That my joy may remain in you and that their joy, your joy, may be full, complete, if you like, made complete to tell us died. All right. So what is that greatest love? What is the love of the Father made known in his Son? Jesus laying down his life for his friends. All right. And who are his friends? Those who hold fast to his word. All right. Or do what he commands, if you prefer. All right. Thereby, they are not uh, or no longer called servants, right? Because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, right? Uh, he only serves. But we actually know what God the Father is doing for us and for our benefit. So we can't be servant then, according to Jesus. Instead, we are a friend, a friend who has been confided in, right? Which is what God's word reveals to us who he is and, and what he has done for us or does for us. Mm-hmm. Jesus calls them friends then because he has made known to them all things that he has heard from his father, right? Which is what he says in verse 15. Um, that means it's Jesus's choice, right? The 12 did not choose Jesus. He chose them. You see this through all through the call narratives of the Gospels, right? Come follow me, he says. Right? They don't say, hey, can we follow you? No, they say, he says, come follow me. He chose them and appointed them, now back to yesterday's reading about a vine and the branches, that they would bear much fruit, that they would bear much fruit, and that their fruit would remain, so that the work of the apostles, namely, in a very narrow sense here, would be the work or the foundation upon which Christ would build his entire church. On this confession, I will build my church, he says to Peter. Right? So their fruit, the fruits of their labors, um, we today uh, reap the benefits of because their fruit remains. Uh, in this way, the, the Christian church is a traditional church. We are built upon the foundation of, of um, the prophets and the apostles, and especially with Jesus as our cornerstone. To say that you're not traditional but you're contemporary um, you probably don't intend it this way, or others don't intend it this way, but it is a way of saying, I'm going to forsake that which Christ has already given for my benefit, on which he has promised to build me. Right? So to be contemporary is actually to be upon shaky, shaky sand. Now, I know it usually just means a musical style, um, and if that's what you mean by contemporary, no problem. Right? But um, often contemporary music also throws away um, the traditional ways of speaking no, God's word. So uh, you lose the baby with the bathwater, as they say. Mm-hmm. Then what does Jesus tell them again? He already just said this. We heard it yesterday. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, that is according to my word, not to misuse my name, which would be to speak contrary to his word, but to use his name properly, um, the Father will answer. The Father will answer and give them. And then this command to which uh, the Thursday of Holy Week gets its name, the mandatum, these things I command you, that you love one another. That is to serve one another according to the, the second table of the command, of the law. Right? To honor marriage, to uphold um, the marriage bed, right? Uh, to protect possessions, protect life, to protect um, children, family, life, all of those things. Um, also to um, protect reputation and, uh, and uh, possessions. All right. That's how you love one another. And of course, preaching. First table, preaching his word, giving his gifts. All right. Let's sing our hymn, For Me to Live is Jesus.
another commemoration today all right so two days in a row may 2nd is the commemoration of saint athanasius of alexandria pastor and confessor saint athanasius likely born around AD 295 was serving as a deacon in the church of alexandria in egypt and he first encountered the presbyter arius arius preached that the son of the father was not eternal but rather the first, highest, and noblest creature. Arius's watchword was, quote, there was when he wasn't. Against this heresy, which still thrives today among the Jehovah's Witnesses, Athanasius became a valiant defender. In AD 325, he attended the first council of Nicaea with his bishop Alexander. There, here, Arianism was flatly condemned, again, 325 at Nicaea. Our Lord was confessed to be, quote, of one substance with the Father as we still say today in the creed that originated from this council. Homoousius in Greek, of one substance. The Arian party did not really give up. After Alexander died, Athanasius was appointed his successor. The new bishop, however, met bitter and lasting opposition. He was exiled to the West. And even though vindicated by a synod in Rome, he continued to be out of favor with the emperor and in the East. All right. So Athanasius was not allowed to return. But after some years, he was allowed to return to Alexandria and resume his work. Yet, 
After 10 years, mostly devoid of conflict in which the great man wrote, visited, and cared for his large flock, trouble stirred again. Forced to flee, Athanasius spent a long time in Libya. Restored again for a while, exiled again for a while, became the pattern of his life. He died this day in 373, having been exiled five times. He spent no less than 17 years of his long episcopate in disfavor, forced from his church. Yet, he would not yield to anyone in the confession of our Lord's true and full divinity. It is no wonder, then, that he is remembered by the moniker Athanasius Contra Mundum, Athanasius Against the World. His theological acumen was already apparent in his little treatise on the incarnation of the Word, written as a young man. Quote, By his death has salvation come to all, and all creation been ransomed. He is the life of all, and he is that he is, or excuse, and he it is that as sheep yielded his body to death as a substitute for the salvation of all, even though the Jews believe it not. Paragraph 37 on the Incarnation. His depth of insight only grew during the years of suffering and struggle. Athanasius recorded the history of the Arian controversies, wrote a biography of his dear friend and mentor, St. Anthony, and provided us in his Easter letter of 367, one of the very first attempts we know of to list the authoritative books that compose the biblical canon. He says of them, They are fountains of salvation, that they who thirst may be satisfied with the living words they contain. In these alone is proclaimed the doctrine of godliness. Let no man add to these, neither let him take aught from these. Let us pray. O God of truth and mercy, you upheld your servant Athanasius to confess with boldness the Catholic faith against all hostility and resistance. Uphold your church that trusts solely in the grace of your eternal word, who took upon himself our humanity that we might share his divinity, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray. Almighty God, you show those in error the light of your truth so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's church, that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have given us the gift of children who are to be brought up in the training and instruction of the gospel of your Son. Give to all Christian fathers and mothers the strength and will to teach the word of God to their children and to see this responsibility as their most precious duty, important duty. Deliver them from the temptation to abandon the sacred trust. Grant them faithfulness in their calling as parents, that they might love and care for their children, even as you love and care for them in Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, grant your grace in Christ to all Christian children, that they might honor their parents in spite of their failings and enjoy a long and blessed life according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this day in Thanksgiving with Bonnie and Arthur, both celebrating their baptism. Pray for all the households of our church, especially those who have absented themselves, that they be restored um, to frequent attendance, especially Jim, Ray and Susie, Gus and Eileen, Jeff and Julie, Summer, Clarence and Linda. Continue to pray in Thanksgiving for the gift of holy matrimony for Aaron and Virginia. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, Kimberly, Allie, Dasha, and Teresa.
Pray for all those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Dale and Pam, Joe, Kelsey, Marion, Walt, Christopher, Brad, Gus, Eileen, Doug, Lenore, Sandy, Hosea, Emily, Pat, Wade, and Arlene. And pray for our homebound, um, Marcy, Dan, Paul, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially this month, for the work of Lutherans for Life. Ask the Lord to give us generous hearts to support their work. We pray for the preservation and increase of faith amongst us and for all pastors and hearers. Finally, praying with those grieving, the family and friends of Carl. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Okay, it's been a joy to have you with us here for our congregation of prayer. Again, if you had uh, questions or comments, you post them below. Um, and you get a response from me, that's because I'm driving. And uh, I'll respond to them later, hopefully today. And uh, let's see, anything else? Nope. Uh, you can gather with us again tomorrow uh, for prayer at 9. And then, uh, of course, tomorrow evening, there'll be a service of actually responsive prayer too. Um, our congregational president is going to lead that prayer so that I can uh, participate in uh, recording actually the uh, joint choirs over of Trinity and Sheboygan Lutheran High School at, um, well, in Sheboygan. Why they scheduled a concert on Wednesday night, I don't know, but they did. So, so it goes. Lord be with you all, keep you safe, and we'll see you again in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.